Welcome to the Not So Average Podcast. My name is Courtney and I built this podcast to deconstruct traditional advice and the idea of living an average life to inspire you to step into your power and be the creator of your own life. If you're also viewing living an average life as very boring and you're looking to upgrade your mind, body, and soul, then you're in the right place. I'm so glad to have you here. Subscribe to hear new episodes every Wednesday on all streaming platforms. And let's jump into the episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy Wednesday. I'm so excited for today's episode. I think it's a goodie, especially as a follow-up to last week's episode on procrastination. I think this one's going to be very necessary for the energy of the world right now. I feel like everyone I've talked to is just ready to get their shit together and make this year the best that they aspire to, especially if you set intentions at the beginning of the year. January is like the trial, right? It's a trial. It is helping you commit whether you want the full subscription or not. February is like, let's get this show on the road. So I want to talk about how discipline is self-love. I feel like there's a large shift right now going on of everyone talking about the soft girl era and soft girl life. And I think it's kind of interesting because I think it might be misleading what the actual idea of a soft life is. And it's okay to not want to contribute towards hustle culture and want to have space for rest. But we also, in order to pursue the things that we really want, requires discipline. And so I want to talk about this because I've been diving into this book called Comfort Crisis by Michael Easter. He was and he's an author and he was on the Skinny Confidential podcast. And obviously I listened to every single episode of that show. And so as soon as I heard his episode with them, I went and bought his books. He has Comfort Crisis and there's also the Scarcity Mindset or Scarcity Brain, something like that. And so in the Comfort Crisis, he talks about how essentially we eat too much food. We you know have breakfast, lunch, and dinner plus snacks. Obesity is at an all-time high. Our dopamine receptors are completely messed up. We are addicted to our cell phones. We have everything that we need at our fingertips from food, groceries, Amazon, clothes, you name it. And instant gratification is at an all-time high. He actually goes into depth throughout this book talking about even the idea around the processed foods and how the things that we're consuming, it's really messing up the health problems that we've had. And I feel like this is not anything new and not like a hot take. But to him to dive into the research of why that is was so fascinating to me. And it made me really think of like, wow, humans would literally go quite hungry until their next meal because they literally were like hunter gatherers. So the fact that we now can just like go to the kitchen that's stocked with all kinds of food, um, we can order Uber Eats at any time of the day, go to a corner store and get any type of processed foods and snacks and sugars and all of the things it's actually really crazy when you think about it and I haven't thought about this in a while so this book has been really eye-opening and I was thinking about how we have so many pros with the evolution of technology but obviously there's a lot of cons as well and it's interesting that we are in basically the quote-unquote best part of society in terms of development but yet everyone's like unhealthy and unhappy and it makes me really sad to see depression and suicide rates increase and skyrocket you know there seems to be a very different 
people just feel like they're not okay. And I think that's meant to do with the global pandemic, mental health issues, economy, all the things, but also like access to other people's lives and knowing that you're in a constant preview of what everyone else is doing that you're almost forgetting to live your own life and I'm noticing how much I'm addicted to my cell phone and to always having to be entertained at all times like if I'm cooking I like turn around grab the remote put on summer house while I'm cooking dinner and like I just can't seem to deal with quiet and that is not normal and it's crazy what he was talking about in that book about how people who live in cities um, are often more unhappy than people who live out in the country and it's because the connection to nature is so huge for your mind and your body and how just like one full day out in nature a month can completely change your nervous system and how your brain essentially soaks up information and it's like neuroplasticity very clearly not andrew huberman so just read the book guys i think the comfort crisis by michael easter is great and i'm very into all the nerdy stuff it's just i don't necessarily know how to convey the information i could have probably taken a few more notes on that stuff but that's okay i do have notes today guys it won't be a full rant but it's really interesting because i feel like now i crave nature so much more But now I am living in a concrete jungle when previously I lived in Vancouver and I totally took for granted how much beautiful environment I had around me that I really did not experience enough. I feel like I laid around at the beach a lot, but I definitely didn't do enough hiking and things like that because I really want to do that now and now I live across the country, but I really want to go visit because I've been craving the mountains and trees. And obviously you can find that in Ontario, just not at the same level, obviously. But one thing I was really thinking about is like, okay, the thing that like is truly one of the biggest key factors into what makes someone successful is that discipline. It's not giving up. It's continuing to pursue when you don't want to, when you don't feel like it. You listen to any successful story and they're talking about how they are having to really enact discipline in their life to get to where they want to be and so I was thinking about how we have this like icky I feel like vibe around discipline now because of the soft girl life and soft girl era but discipline isn't just about the willpower it's really the highest form of self-love because you are what you do and I truly believe this it's about respect and the standards that you hold to yourself I always say at my let Confidence comes from the promises you keep to yourself. So if you are saying you want something, but you're not doing it or you're allowing yourself to phone it in, you're only hurting yourself in your life, right? And the reason that we do what gives us pleasure now is because we cater to who we are now instead of our future self, who we consider to be somebody else. And that is the thing. When you have this large gap and you're just choosing the quick dopamine, the quick pleasure... It's like the fast food. It's the quick and dirty that you are choosing because that is part of your identity as who you are today. When you want to be able to fast track who you are becoming and make your dream life come true, you have to shift your identity into that future self and really make actions from what they would do and essentially know that the person you're envisioning exists 
you just basically haven't caught up to them yet, which is a little woo-woo, and that's okay if you don't understand what I'm talking about. We talk about this all on the podcast, but it's really, really crucial to start asking yourself, what would the version of me who already has the thing, what would they do? And the habits that they have, the daily actions they take, the way they carry themselves is most likely extremely different than what you're currently doing. Something that I learned from an NYU researcher, Jonathan Hyde, who writes The Happiness Hypothesis, he said that it's proven that the harder you work for something, the happier you'll be about it. And it's really interesting knowing that that's, you know, been done with so much research because I feel like we can get into a weird paradigm where we're thinking about what should be easy and what should be hard. I hear this a lot with even relationships, right? Oh, it should be so easy and effortless. I actually don't agree. I don't think that relationships are just easy. I feel like if they're too easy, maybe there's maybe minimal passion there. But it's really choosing the kind of problems and what you want to be hard in your life. So being able to take a stab at getting your health together now It's like doing the hard thing, but then you're having an easier life later to be able to, whatever, avoid future issues, further injuries, a decline in health at a younger age. Whereas if you take the hard steps now, you could more likely be able to have a longer life with less risk of diseases and injuries and all of the things. So It is interesting when you think about how we always choose for what's comfortable, what gives us the quick pleasure, but it's really a form of self-sabotage because we know that this isn't the thing we want long-term, but we're just choosing what feels so good in the moment. And so I was looking at the five pillars of self-discipline and I thought it'd be really interesting to break down because I have never gone this deep into thinking about self-discipline as self-love and how it's actually beneficial to our identity and who we become in this world. So the five pillars of self-discipline, one is acceptance, willpower, hard work, industry, and persistence. I'm going to break them down by one by one. So acceptance is the most basic challenge people face. They fail to accurately perceive and accept their current situation. It is important to identify an area where your discipline is weakest. Assess where you stand right now, acknowledge and accept your starting point, and then design a program for yourself to improve in this area. This is what I had to do last week when I was talking on the podcast and I was giving you that vulnerable place of kind of where I'm at, all the procrastination I'm doing and all the things. I really had to take a moment to be like, okay, guys, this is where I'm at. It's not serving me and I need to accept where I'm at and be able to move forward and create a plan for the future. Willpower is a concentration of force. Choose your objective, create a plan of attack, and then execute the plan. Your willpower is at its lowest when you feel stressed. So willpower would, I feel like, most commonly be perceived as when you're at a party and you're on a healthy diet and there's all the desserts and good foods around that you don't feel like you should eat because it doesn't actually have any nutritional value, but they would taste really good in the moment. To me, that would be enacting willpower of not having the cookie, the cupcake, the cake, whatever it is. For me, it's French fries. Willpower and French fries go real hard. I know if I have one, I'm eating them all. Then the third one is the hard work. So this is really what most people try to avoid by doing what's easiest, but a strong challenge is commonly connected with strong results. So being able to really put in 
actual hard work that is required to get to where you want to be is where people are trying to always find the quick fixes, the band-aid approach, the let's get there now, like make me a millionaire tomorrow and then invest thousands of dollars into a scam because it's just not how that works, right? Being able to put in the deep hard work, if you read for me, I feel like Michael Jordan, that one Netflix docuseries, I talk about it all the time, but I feel like that really inspired me. The way that he would just go day in and day out working every day to practice his drills and shooting and all of that. Like it was insane to me how just him and this basketball would be day in, day out in the gym. And so many people could just say, I could take this one day off. I've spent, you know, X amount of hours this week practicing, but he wouldn't do that. He'd put in the hard work. He'd stay so disciplined. And that's how he became one of the goats. Like, it's insane. So if you want to be living a life beyond your wildest dreams and accomplish so much more than you ever think you are able to do, we're talking about potential here, then this is what's required. The other last two ones that are the pillars of self-discipline is industry. So that's developing the capacity to put in the time and effort. And then persistence allows you to keep taking action even when you don't feel motivated to. And therefore, you keep accumulating the results. So persistence will ultimately provide its own motivation. I believe that's because it's through the momentum that you're building. So you like don't give up and you just keep moving it. And I feel like you then prove to yourself when you show up when you didn't want to every day after that you don't want to do it. You're just like, yeah, but I showed up last week and I felt so good. So I'm just going to keep doing that because I know that I feel really aligned with who I'm trying to become. And that's where I want to quickly make a differentiation because I feel like this is important. For me, alignment over discipline are two words that feel very different for me. I like to say alignment over the discipline term, even though we're basically speaking to the same things. I just feel that discipline has this white knuckling feeling to it in just the term of the word. But alignment to me feels so much more peaceful and it doesn't deny the hard work, but it really, to me, paints a picture of current self and future self and having that little arrow where it's aligned with who you're wanting to be, aligned with what you're wanting to achieve, aligned with where you want to go. Discipline just sounds dark and intense and I don't know. I don't like it. It's just me being picky and if you relate, then thank you. If you don't, Let's move on. <laughs> but one thing that I always remind people when you are, you know, like chasing the dopamine and the instant gratification, you quite literally have to tell yourself that you will delay the instant gratification and comfort for better things to come in the future and trust in that. It's really difficult when we have so many things at our fingertips. You want to order something, it'll be here tomorrow. You want to order food, it'll be here in 20 minutes. Some guy on a bike will be delivering it to you, right? You want to hook up with someone, swipe right. Like it can happen real quick. And it feels so good in the moment, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not fueling you. So being able to really identify where you are looking for that dopamine, that instant gratification, and start to practice literally telling yourself that 
you are choosing the better things to come in the future over what would feel really good in this exact moment. Now, the other thing that I think is huge when it comes to discipline and self-love is the idea of trust. And I talk about this all the time, right? If you don't trust yourself, I think it's really difficult to have a strong relationship with yourself because it's just as though you had a lack of trust in any other relationship. That person's not showing up for you the way they promised and they don't do what they said they were going to do. You probably would not be able to trust them and then that's going to create an inevitable divide. So when you have that within yourself, you're creating literally a division within your own self by not trusting your own actions. So being able to enact discipline in your life is trusting yourself by doing what you said you were going to do, which then creates that confidence, right? By aligning your actions to your thoughts from thinking to doing to being, it's literally loving yourself enough to give yourself everything that you've ever wanted. And to me, that is the biggest, most beautiful thing about self-love is giving yourself everything you've wanted, knowing that you are deserving of the life that you want. So therefore, you're not going to choose the quick happiness, the quick and dirty fast food type of energy. You're going to choose the long term because you know that you're meant for so much more. You know that your potential is worth fulfilling. So if we know self-love is discipline, then how do we become more disciplined in our lives? Number one, you have to be clear on your why. By creating that deeper purpose for our goal, we infuse it with the right emotions to help us achieve the goal and commit to the habits to get there. So clarity is key, being clear on your why. Number two is setting those clear goals. So using the SMART method to be able to create very set out goals that you know what you're going to hit. Now, this can be part of every different area in your life, right? So if you're wanting to be able to journal on the areas of your life where you're lacking discipline, where you know you could do so much more, you know, health, finances, careers, relationships, then that way you could actually get very specific rather than you know, being so general in your life, I think this could be better for different areas of your life. Writing those specific goals for each area you would like to achieve and then work backwards and ask yourself, what actions and habits do I need to achieve this goal? Who do I need to become to step into this next level is a huge question I've been journaling on recently and it's helped me overcome some procrastination and some self-sabotaging habits because it's a slippery slope when we allow ourselves to Oh, I don't need to get out of bed this day. Oh, I can just not do everything that's on my to-do list today. And you just get a little too comfortable allowing yourself to play small. And of course, there's going to be short-term setbacks. You have some days that you'll miss the mark. We're fucking human. There are other times that there's going to be unforeseen circumstances that will come up. But realistically, if it's important to you, you will push past all of the challenges, all of the obstacles, and continue to take the aligned action. You know that when you really, really want something, you don't just like, oh, didn't work out and throw your hands up in the air. You fucking go for it. So being really clear about what you want, why you want it, and then understanding that you're not willing to settle for a bare minimum life, I think is absolutely crucial. It's like the biggest thing to enact self-love, 100%. Self-love can be able to accept where you are and have grace for who you are, but also being able to really look at whether or not you're living out your potential. And 
The other thing that I want to mention that I know has been really helpful for me is knowing that momentum is key. When you have the momentum, it's driving that action. So by not losing sight of your goals will actually keep the momentum moving, especially when you don't feel like taking action. Doing something small that keeps momentum working for you is going to compound into massive success. Something that has come up for me a lot recently is questions around me doing meditation and breath work. I've been posting about it a lot more. And I gotta say, years ago when I started meditating, I was miserable and it was just very all or nothing for me. It's like if I can't meditate for an hour, then why would I bother meditating for five minutes? But that all or nothing mentality actually wasn't serving me. I really did have to just start making it a point to do those five minute meditations to then be able to increase to 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Now you can send me into an hour breath work and I'm happy as a clam. But, and a couple years ago, that sounds like my worst nightmare. I was like, what would I do with myself for an hour just breathing? I wouldn't have understood it. Now I can get there. So those small actions are keeping the momentum to a point where you're gonna become unrecognizable in the actions that you take, whatever that is relating to, momentum is so key. And it also, I think to me, helps the mindset around it because you're just being able to really get something instead of nothing. So creating those small actions, you're taking a point to really cast that vote for the person you're wanting to be, the for casting a vote for the thing that you want, rather than allowing the odds to stock like stack up against you essentially by not doing anything at all. And if you talk to anyone who's on a fitness journey, even them saying that they might not have a full hour to work out, but they go for a quick 10 minute walk around the block. It feels like it's helping them create that momentum that they're not just totally staying stagnant. They're doing what they can with the cards that were laid out for them that day. If should just just hit the fan and it didn't work out and you missed the mark, at least you got a 10 minute walk in instead of, you know, all or nothing, two hour workout or nothing. A lot of that time, the mindset around all or nothing is not sustainable. So being able to have realistic stuff like this is going to be crucial for the long-term success. But I really believe that self-love is discipline and I'm going to be using this moving forward because I just realized that there were other things that I wasn't being very disciplined about that I'm like, okay, Courtney, time to get your fucking shit together. And that's where we're at. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please let me know if you did. And you can find me on Instagram at the not so average betch and on TikTok. I have a lot of exciting things coming your way and I'm so excited to upgrade the podcast as well. So stay tuned for that. There's a new episode every Wednesday and I just thank you so much for listening. I hope this lit a fire under your ass. Love you guys. Bye.